0: Howdy folks, this is The Good Speaking. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. Enjoy the gold.
1: Recording again. Hello everyone and welcome back to the... Recording again. ...the bad and the boys podcast this is our 10,000th episode of our first episode we are your hosts I'm Taran. I'm Isaac and Taryn, how long have we been on this rock
0: five weeks four days 10,000 years
1: where are we help me to recollect
0: (laughs) we had to do this like twice over did because I I... (laughs) had to do the input on the the right mic so like we just did it word for word we just put ourselves in a time gaslighting ourselves here we recording
1: are recording <laughs> the same episode over and over again. And then after oh it we're just gonna listen to ourselves talk over and over again to edit. <laughs> yep. Uh that's
0: what our lives has come to.
1: In case you guys were wondering if we're done with the time loop saga, um, I think <laughs> the intro will show otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> we had watched Groundhog Day, we watched Naked. Uh, we're talking about Palm Springs. Sadly. And well, When we decided to do this, not one, but two new time loop movies dropped. Well, one dropped and one was announced. Mm-hmm. First is one we're going to be talking about today, The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. It just came out on yes. Amazon Prime Video. Like, A very surprising movie. Last week, yeah. And then the other one, have you seen the trailer? It's got Frank Grillo, the guy who plays Crossbones in Civil War. It's what? called Boss Level. There's another?
0: Yeah, what? the
1: trailer just came out on like the 12th. I only watched it this morning. Oh, no, I didn't yeah, see it. Is this another loop? It is movie? another time another? loop movie. It's like more of an action movie. Wow. It's about a guy who's like being hunted oh, by okay. assassins every day. And he's also in a time loop. So every day he gets a little further in the action movie. From the sounds of it, the entire movie is just the scene from Naked where he fights the ex-boyfriend and gets oh. a little better <laughs> every time. It's kind of <laughs> like that, but a movie. That's the, that's the movie. Wow. Okay. All
0: right. Well, it's It's something.
1: That's cool. That was like the only good part. That of That was naked, the only good part, in, of naked, in my naked, opinion. Yeah. So, and I like. Uh, <laughs> so I'd be down. I liked Edge of Tomorrow as like the the trippy time loop mm. action.
0: I still need to see that.
1: and Cena, yeah. Tom, Tom, Cruise. Tom Cruise, Emily Emily, Emily Blunt, Blunt and Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's like time traveling ah. aliens are fighting, ah. and Tom Cruise gets their powers. So his day resets That's whenever cool. he dies. That one's pretty cool. So we'll see how we'll see how Boss Level compares to it. It kind of looks like it's going to be the quality of the vin diesel one bloodshot oh which now prob- that i think oh, about yeah. it is also Yanks. i don't know <laughs> that one has some time loop elements in it as well because they like reset his brain it does so it's like he's reliving yeah, reset the everything. same day over and over again yeah poor blockbuster quality but yes yeah so the time loop action genre is taking off a little more i don't think tenet fully goes into like the time loop thing it's more it might they call it know. inversion.
0: There's like rubber band thing. A little. It it's looks
1: like, like, yeah, like a, I don't know, like weird. back and forth, like within scenes, time is fucked with. But mm. it's not like he's repeating his day over and over. Zach, that's a new. True. Yeah, it doesn't really qualify. A fun new little, uh, a little take on the genre. And speaking of fun little new takes on the genre, I was quite surprised with the map of tiny perfect things. Agreed. I was. Yeah. I was. I was expecting this to be our bad of the. The week. Yeah. It, but it turned out it was not. It was not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we will have a bad this week. We watched this one. I, yeah, I didn't have yeah. high expectations going in. I thought it was going to be like a, like a lower quality oh, yeah. John Green movie, especially right. given. Exactly. With, with what we've
0: seen with Netflix. And, yeah, with you know, Netflix. Just, and I, this. I assumed
1: that it would be that quality. Straight to video. Sure. It even has like the, the Comic Sans, you know, sort of uh, staggered font that is, you would exactly see. On a John Green teen rom com, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that is like the same um,
0: font as like Fault in Our Stars. Through. Exactly so the same like font as Fault in Our thing. Stars.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at the poster right now, and you know, you got the couple walking on yep. screen, the little green screen background, and those fucking that fucking font. I was like, oh well, <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's the movie. It's like, well, here we go. This is this is our uh, meme movie. This, this is our meme this, movie this week,
0: but it was not. So yeah. it exceeded our expectations. It did, especially exceed our expectations. Yeah, good job, Amazon. That's I, I don't know. I, I'm not really familiar with a lot of the originals on Amazon. There's know. some pretty good ones, yeah. The Boys. Yeah, Jack Ryan was really good. Was yeah, yeah, The show, Boys. Jack Ryan. The boys. Uh, Man in the
1: High Castle. Have you seen that one? It's about, like, the Nazis oh, one. no, I haven't. That one's yet, really good. Yes. Very, very... That one's an older one, Yeah, too. it's quite the
0: it's thriller. Been around, around since, like, high school. That one. Yeah. Yeah, there there are yeah a couple uh, interesting Amazon Studio works, I suppose. This is definitely no exception. This movie follows both Mark and Margaret. They are trapped in a time loop. It's it's unspecified how long they've been in the loop, but it seems like a very long time. And um, they seem really comfortable with the world. They know exactly. They're kind of like Bill Murray at the end of Groundhog Day, where they know exactly what's going on through their life and through the town and whatnot. <laughs> The whole opening with with Mark and there's this really great shot of just like this 360 camera just following throughout his daily routine. Oh, yeah, that was one of
1: my favorite. Um, I thought that was a really great, yeah, great camera work. They do it a few times, one with Mark's alone and then one with Margaret. We just see the monotony of their day through like a few minute long like tracking shot. Of them I mean, he's just riding around town, he's like hopping on trucks and shit, skateboarding about. The camera stays with him the whole time and it looked really good. Yeah, it was really good. Really
0: surprising. Yeah, when when that happened, um I think that was the moment where I was like, huh, this movie feels different. It's like, okay, this seems like actual quality. <laughs> I mean, we'll see once we get to the teen angst angsty parts. But uh but yeah, no, it it actually wasn't very cringe at I, all. I didn't cringe <laughs> during, once during it. No, oh, yeah. Um, so Mark uh, kind of goes through his monotony of his everyday life, he's,
1: trapped in the sleep. He's content with it. He seems like he's fine. Just yeah, he's pretty content. Kind of sort of helps people out in little ways. He gives people directions, fixes a lady's dress. Yeah, stops a guy from getting shit on by a bird. Whatever. <laughs> right. He's he's pulling a Bill Murray, trying to you know get with get with this lady. He is. Um, yeah, he's at the at the pool. Yeah, where we see him. He is sort of, and this movie is very self-aware in its references to other time loop movies. And yeah, so the movie establishes like sort of what stage of the time loop Mark is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he's had like that sort of town guardian, as you called it last week. Yeah. Walking around helping everyone out. And he's still trying to learn more and more about this girl <laughs> to, to, you know, woo her.
0: Then he finally bumps into Margaret, who is shown to also be very careless and reckless. Mm-hmm. In her daily routines, uh, she's driving off. Uh, she notices that he's stalking her. She just, like, drives off, and, like, she runs into a bunch of cars and just goes out of her way. Um, <laughs> that kind of triggers him of, like, oh, this woman is different. That looks like, you like know, a person. Maybe she has the same, <laughs> you know. Yeah. She might be in the same situation that I'm in. Um, so that kind of... Then he kind of gets obsessed with her, and um, they they get together, and, um, yeah, they they try to figure out what is going on and um she always has to disappear for this uh, mystery man jared who he's assuming is like another you know significant other fucking jared <laughs> jared but they they kind of tried to you know uh go through all this philosophy um <laughs> one of my favorite lines is that they're describing you know time and and space and 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 dimensional properties 2d's 3d's versus the fourth dimension which is like, you know, a a higher shadow looking inward on the physical world, where the physical world is a casted shadow on the fourth dimension. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting theories, and and I love her line where she's like, well, if the fourth dimension wouldn't hide like a little bitch, uh, it knows where to find (laughs) me to, like, resolve her, you know, time displacement issues. Love that line, that was hilarious. The fourth dimension. So it's a a lot of that, Um, and yeah, at the end, they kind of, Map out their perfect life, their perfect little things, which eventually, conveniently, I guess, uh, creates a fourth dimensional square diagram. And she's able to pinpoint where in her life is missing, where the string is missing so she can move on uh, in her time loop. Mark is also struggling with family dynamics and, and all that, and he's not really looking at the the details of his family. He's actually kind of running away from the family problems of him trying to go to art school but his dad can't afford it so he's trying to redirect him in a new direction and you know there's a lot of family drama a little divorce happening i think or a little lead up to divorcing his sister's not doing so great in her athletic soccer career <laughs> I guess. so there's a lot of uh yeah so it's a it's an interesting dynamic, and then we find out that Margaret has her family issues too. Her mom is dying of cancer.
1: Yes, her mom and she's kinda of wallowing in. dies it. of cancer every day on that day. And that's where yeah. she disappears to at six is to go. And we learn that that's kind of the source of the the time loop. And mm-hmm. I'll get into my theories of Margaret as a fourth dimensional villain <laughs> later. Definitely. <But laughs> a fourth dimensional villain, yep. <laughs>
0: That was, a, that was a great point you brought up, but yes, we'll get into yes, that. Yes,
1: yeah. and the whole movie, it, it definitely, that's probably what surprised me in the post, is that it had something to offer, like, to the time loop genre, a sort of different take on it. It wasn't, you know, a scientific anomaly, or, or you know, God's will, or yeah. some some alien shit right. going on. Maybe a
0: weather phenomenon, yeah. which actually might have been a weather phenomenon. It kind of sounds like that. At the end, because everything starts raining at the time that it they does it all of sort of so falls down like rain was that the cause with
1: the yeah was it like the
0: blizzard and groundhog yeah and I don't know. <laughs> keeps but. him trapped there
1: <laughs> but yeah and it, yeah. it sort of acted as a more of a dissection of grief really for margaret and even in the third act mark uh, admits he's like i was thinking this was my story this is actually margaret's story and then the whole movie transitions because mm-hmm. it was for the first like three quarters of the movie it was all from mark's perspective when Margaret disappears we don't yeah. know where she goes, and then that last that last act it's all her, and it shows how the time loop was really her unable to move on uh like from her grief yeah.
0: and I, I I don't know that could be jarring too in a in a storytelling sense or perspective where it's just a total shift in character perspective mm-hmm. which uh I don't know i it didn't it wasn't too jarring or too distracting, but you know it's just a, like Focus on Mark almost the entire time and then all of a sudden shift to her being the central focus. It was a little weird, yeah. but not not too, not too weird.
1: It added to her character a lot. I felt like Mark had come to a good sort of conclusion in what he was going to learn from the time loop where he reconciles with his whole family and he, he sort of learns to look a little deeper. Because in this time loop he's been trapped in, he's seen everyone very superficially. It really has been like yeah. all about him. In his perspective, as well, he's right. he thinks it's the Groundhog Day scenario. You know, you you get the girl, you fall in love, and then you're out. Yeah, which it kind of ends up being, but it focuses more which, on her. Yeah,
0: it, it it didn't really do anything new in that sense. But yeah, they, yeah. It... <laughs> but I I do love their dynamic though. There's there's a great shot, and I I knew they did that on purpose. Just the way that they were laying on the ground, where she was laying like the opposite way, and and he was laying the other way, and their faces were were matching. It, it was very like a yin yang symbol. Yeah, they are. And I was like, okay, what is that? You know, I was just trying to dissect that and and just their whole dynamic of wh- how they look at the time loop and their struggles. Like Mark is avoiding his family problems; he's just running away from it. Yeah. he's not. And then he's not looking more in inward of of what's going on with his family, whereas. Margaret is just totally wallowing in that moment and losing herself into it and not yeah. looking at the world around her where she's just so focused on this final moment with her mom. Mark. So it's a great dynamic. It's, they, they both have similar
1: yet different problems. Um, yeah, they're definitely two distinct characters. So cool. And they react differently to being in a time loop. I thought what you said nails it on the head. Like Mark refuses to be in the moment, and Margaret is too in the moment. Mark is a little, he's right. a little airy. He's in the world around him, and she's on the moment. So they complement each they other. They do a lot, and that's yeah, shown... They're, they're a dyad. Yeah, yeah, even <laughs> the force. In the force. <laughs> even oh, yes. in just their <laughs> mannerisms, like as they go about the day, it's implied that, I don't know, I'm thinking like a few years' time they've been in there, uh, but we see Mark, assuming they've been in there the same amount of time, because at the end it kind of establishes that it started with Margaret the day her mom died, and it ends with, with mm-hmm. her and Mark you know, given a smooch in the place that they met. So Mark had to yeah, be... Which I, which I have a different theory, but Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's what the movie tells us. The boys have Sorry, alternate the theories. Uh, <laughs> so know, Mark yes. had to be in the time loop with her. <laughs> so they were in it for the same amount of time, theoretically, based on what the films show us. And Mark knows a lot more about the town than Margaret does. Mm-hmm. But Mark knows a lot less about his, you know, just the lives of his family and their feelings and and all that than Margaret does. Margaret spends every day, you know, having deep conversations with her mother on her deathbed. Mark really just sort of blows his family off and goes and, like, fucks around town all day. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark knows who will be standing <laughs> Call where. Call his sister a loser and everything. Yeah, at what s- time of the day. Bickering. <laughs> where the birds shit, like when the beach ball's going to hit someone in the face. But he didn't know that his dad, had, he didn't quit his job. He got fired from his job. And all of it, he's been trying to avoid this conversation with his dad, where his dad tries to tell him that he doesn't want to send him to art school, or he doesn't want Mark to go to art school. And Mark thinks that's because his dad wants him to be like a STEM major or something. But, you know, he finally sits down and talks to someone about it, and it's actually because they can't afford it, (laughs) because he lost his job. So there's a lot of little details, interpersonal things that Mark doesn't see. And there's a lot of things about the world that Margaret doesn't see, and they sort of when they mm-hmm. come to see each other's perspectives, that's when they get the big picture, and that's sort of the last perfect thing. What are your thoughts on, the, on these perfect things as a whole being sort of the key to escaping this, this time loop reality? Because with those, these movies, uh, feel it's very know, hard to get, get right while also adhering yeah. to the, the full up philosophical struggles that come with being stuck in a time loop, what the solution <laughs> is. <laughs> right. Yeah, this this is more of a, more of a positive
0: spin that Groundhog Day mm-hmm. also does. And it's it's fine and all if that's the key to this, you know, the solution of, you know, correcting everything. I I like it. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy, I guess. Um <laughs> but I I don't know with the with the reality of the situation. I it's it, it would be hard to get to that point and, you know, um so I don't mind it from a cinematic perspective. It was Quite convenient, but I did, <laughs> I did at the same time think it was kind of cool where the map were, and the strings were projecting a fourth-dimensional diagram yeah. like on the wall. It was kind of cool.
1: And they talk about dreams a lot as well. They feel like they're the only two people who are awake in a world where everyone else is dreaming. And when Margaret yeah. talks to her mother for the last time, her mom talks about you know these tiny perfect things, these perfect moments where you feel like you're sleepwalking through life and then at the end, the perfect moments sort of line up at the, at the end of everything. Right. And that's when you see things. That's when you kind of wake up. Um, so I like sort of the metaphors of, of living life to the fullest and being able to, to yeah. be in the moment and see those, see those things. But you're right. This definitely is a more optimistic spin <laughs> on the genre. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll, we'll, we'll see what Palm Springs has to say. Oh, yeah. Palm the, Springs matter, is, much, but yeah. is definitely a darker <laughs> one. It plays it for comedy like Groundhog Day does. This movie is i think it fits its target audience very well of you know yeah young adult Definitely teenager so, yeah. while the yeah. lessons it still has that um teen you know drama yeah the teen you know <laughs> the angst yeah mark you could tell he's like a 17 year old boy trapped in the time loop he thinks his only solution is to hit on the girl at the pool <laughs> and when he finally You're succeeds, right. <laughs> he'll get out he even makes a reference to edge of Tomorrow. Where that little, the slogan for that movie when it came out was "Live, Die, Repeat." His his slogan was "Live Rejection Repeat." When he was talking to his friend <laughs> about the concept of being stuck in a time loop, which I thought was funny. Yeah, which which I love his uh, friend dynamic too. Um,
0: it's almost his uh, it's almost his like um, conscious or his you know his reasoning, his sense of reasoning. Uh, his friend Henry. Yeah. Uh, he just goes back to I don't know someone to talk to, someone to process this all with. Uh, even though the you know, it keeps looping. The friend doesn't. Yeah, his friend doesn't remember, convers- you know, the millions of conversations. <laughs> and, but, you know, it's, it's kind of a fun, like, I don't know, coping, a thera- therapeutic keep, sense yeah. for him, which is which was great. I thought that was a cool moment. It, the the way they were talking, there were some moments where I was like, oh, OK, that's that's a little like all right, a little on the nose <laughs> with, with some of the dialogue of the teen teen friends bickering back and forth. <laughs> like it was a little um, heightened language, I guess you I could suppose,
1: say,
0: yeah. uh, where we so, some of it didn't feel as natural, but but again, but the whole entire film that's what I was really impressed with was the the dialogue itself and the writing it was just very realistic, very um, relatable. It was not cringy teen movie dialogue. Yeah, it was. It wasn't <laughs> stupid dialogue. It, it was great, di- and there had they had a lot of nerdy references, a lot of X Men references, mm-hmm. a lot of you know other. You know, even the, like taxi driver of all movies, <laughs> the Mohawk. Um, yeah. It was it was cool. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was fun. It does it does make him feel real,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. And and even the acting too. I'm very impressed with the leads. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think the acting mixed with the dialogue, then the script, uh, only written by one guy, is written by Lev Grossman, who wrote the Magicians. <laughs> Good. Movie. It isn't it isn't corporatized <laughs> and like you know, <laughs> the movie premiering on yeah Amazon is corporate. That's, that's funny, you know. Ah, uh, but Lev Grossman, he wrote. <laughs> did you see the show The Magicians? I haven't watched that show yet, but I I hear very uh, good things no, not, about no. The Magicians. Yeah, and so much to watch nowadays. Yeah, I think the chemistry, of the actors, really seals the deal with the dialogue. Because even like you mm. said, in the parts where it was a little heavy-handed, the the teen bromance banter, uh, I think the two actors yeah. made it work. Um, who was it? Jermaine Harris Definitely. plays Henry, the best friend, and Kyle Allen is Mark. Primo work. It was really good.
0: Yeah kyle too his his acting and his mannerisms like you could just tell he's like overly anxious and jittery (laughs) and like just spending all that time like that that was perfectly represented where he still has his you know 17 year old mentality yeah he's still but like he is just definitely on edge the whole time where he's just like i I don't know what's happening i don't you know um but but also he's kind of like over it in a sense like he still has like that anxious Mm -hmm. behaviors that he's probably picked up over time, you know, with all these loops. But he's he's just kind of, like, over it. And now he's just, yeah, just messing around, not even caring. He's,
1: you know, resorted to contentedly living because he has no choice. Yeah. But he's still a witty little 17-year-old shithead. One of my favorite things he does <laughs> exactly <laughs> was his dad sits him down for a talk almost every night, uh, unless he avoids it. And that talk goes into midnight, where at midnight the day resets every day uh, for unknown reasons. And one of the things he does is like right before the time changes, dad's talking to him about like life decisions and stuff. And he's like, on that note, and he pulls up his shirt, there's just a full chest tattoo. And his dad's like, oh my <laughs> God. And then it resets. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty so you funny. You can tell he's, he's trying was, to have fun with it. And there was good comedy. There bits was some in this pretty too. funny like stuff. It was pretty subtle. It was good. Yeah, it was some yeah, good. It, good.
0: Was, it was not bad. It wasn't, yeah, again, it wasn't annoying or
1: obnoxious like Naked. It was just It, it was, was not, so, Naked was very obnoxious in the comedy that comes from a time yeah. loop. This one was subtle enough that it was fun. But it also, like, works in the context of the story. It, it's a very tight script, the more they think about it. Like, mm-hmm. the, the repeated moments, like him talking to his best friend Henry and just the little shit that they do throughout the day. You know, uh, Mark and Mark and Margaret. Death is a big theme in the movie. Despite this being one of the only time loop movies I've seen where nobody dies. Nobody in the time loop dies. Oh, true, yeah. Margaret's mom dies of cancer every day. But Mark or Margaret don't die, you know, any time during the movie. I I think Mark
0: jumps off the roof at one point or something. Yeah, but it
1: resets before he hits the ground. He times it. Oh, I guess, yeah. And there was even a line in the movie, um, because... Catherine Newton's character, of Margaret, uh, is using the time loop as an opportunity to teach herself how to, how to drive. So she's like a notoriously bad driver. <laughs> and Mark's in the car. He's like holding the oh shit handle <laughs> as you do. Yeah. She's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I crash and we die, we'll still wake up tomorrow. And he looked like visibly nervous <laughs> in the car. So I don't think either of them have experimented with death. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. not. They haven't gotten which to the, sort of adds the Bill Murray suicidal mentality. <laughs> it adds yet. to the lighter tone of the movie. <laughs> Movies like Prom Springs and Groundhog yeah. Day, where the messages are if killing yourself doesn't work, I guess you can try and get out. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, uh, they don't oh, they God. don't seem to have
0: Yeah, which which is good. I I think in a in a movie that is um you know, uh, marketed for teens is probably good to steer away the from. the suicide me, parts so, out. Someone,
1: like that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably good. I feel that's, like, that's good. Yeah. On <laughs> there are plenty of, and again, I, I feel like it tries its own thing within this niche subgenre. We've seen a few other Definitely. movies now that play infinite time loop suicides for laughs. Groundhog Day does it the best. Yeah. Palm Springs had some some funny ones. But it doesn't go there, and it, it makes death feel more important, the fact that they can't just die on a whim mm. and come back the next day, which adds to the reveal that Margaret watches her mother die every night, and that the whole movie sort of becomes about moving past that and a grief. So even with his friend Henry, who dies every day, and then Margaret goes and talks to Henry as he plays his video game. <laughs> he yeah. dies in his video game, I should say. Right. Uh, that's a, that's oh yeah 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 I don't that's, his that's friend Henry true. doesn't a, die a every point. day <laughs> and then she and she just go right yeah no he does not no, no, he he is perfectly safe and
0: fine but yeah no that's a, that's a good point like yeah she's she's kind of helping that concept of of death and kind of saving these you know these people in in some ways yeah um, in in that sense um yeah no that's that's interesting. I even like the reverse just shots of like the time resetting too. Um, yeah, it's cool. It
1: kind of reminds me of like midsummer. The editing, uh, weird. Uh, it all sort of blurs down in a number of lines. It looks like rain, which I guess yeah, it, it kind of makes it feel like the storm because it's a storm every night. A thunderstorm yeah, starts. Yeah.
0: Well, I was even thinking too. There's some streaks too that come come upward like strings from the you know the. The Fourth dimensional, oh. like it's you know, it's kind of attached uh-huh. to some uh-huh. strings, and it's you know, the, the image tree like is getting pulled upwards, <laughs> yeah, they're being puppeted. Poor Mark fourth dimensional puppets, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, great visuals. Um, overall, this I mean, this movie is kind of shot in a I don't know, maybe in a more like television setting that we've seen on Netflix, a, a little bit better for sure, better quality, yeah. but it's it still has that like television.
1: Uh, clarity yeah nothing too to dynamic with the nothing too fancy you know the lighting or anything i think that the yeah. fanciest they get with it are the tracking shots it is colorful though
0: it is um, pretty yeah which it, it's kind of colorful it's almost like there. it's a euphoric sense of just going through life it, it, especially in the shots with mark yeah you it know, does make it seem it's more vibrant more colorful like sort of a or he's just kind of living life in euphoria yeah, dreamland <laughs> he just kind of doesn't care about the yeah exactly
1: that's pretty nice, yeah. And did, so, not bad lighting. Did you know that uh, Kyle Allen, the guy who plays Mark, is uh, he's trained in classical ballet? And in an interview, oh, I saw that he was he was going to be in West Side Story. Yeah, too. West Side Story, um, Spielberg's West Side cool. Story. And in an interview with Collider, uh, Catherine Newton, who plays Margaret, and Kyle Allen talk about the choreography scenes and how they pulled those off. They sort of oh. use that. Dance history, because it's it's all very.
0: Oh yeah. They okay. had
1: like sort of. A, I see that. They established like a beat to the world, you know, off camera and stuff. Yeah. So it doesn't come across as like a choreographed dance in the movie. No, it does It was it's uh, very fluid, yeah, a little very behind seamless. the scenes. Uh, but yeah, that, that makes sense.
0: Uh, using their dance movement experience that's what that's a perfect way to to execute that shot and they that's, had that's really cool where, yeah. for the
1: blocking of those sequences they had a dance choreographer uh gabriel Devecchio devicchio hmm. who is like a he's a classical dance teacher uh he like did those sequences it wasn't just you know a director doing it they had like a dance choreographer oh wow set that stuff up so that it could be all fluid and in, in one take that's amazing i think it was that yeah, a
0: lot of a lot of good work put into this. It, movie. Was,
1: it was a lot of yeah. nice details, I yeah. guess, tiny little tiny or was it tiny perfect things?
0: Tiny perfect <laughs> that, things of the yeah, movie. Yeah, that,
1: that just helped bring it all together. <laughs> Not to get too mushy or yeah, anything. But makes yeah. it uh, <laughs> the the intricate details that make it it just makes it more believable, makes it realistic, yeah. and it exceeded my expectations. especially Absolutely. I thought it was going to be like a you know whatever a teen dramedy set in a time loop. But it does have it has stuff to offer for the genre. They could definitely fits the the team the target audience much better it's a little more optimistic and the other movies which they do bring it up in this movie they're like oh it's like sisyphus i got to do the same thing over and over again they they bring it up they reference it but they don't go too deep into like the the nihilistic principles of yeah. everything right and you know the concept yeah. that nothing matters right yeah they're more hopeful that they're able to figure it out
0: in some way yeah ways. it's a little they're, more optimistic know, they're, just, they're just trying to they're determined to find their way out of it in, in some way.
1: Yeah. Um, or, or to make the best of it. Yeah, if nothing else, to make situation, the... Even if they can't get out of it. Make the best yeah. of it, yeah. They certainly have fun with everything that they do. And in the last, last act, uh, Mark gets a little disillusioned with the idea of it, and he wants out, and we, Margaret is less inclined, and we learn why um, with her mother and everything. She doesn't want to move on from that. Right, yeah. But it provides... Another yin-yang dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, and that's shown cinematically. It's another niche thing. What else is good about this movie? You, you mentioned that Margaret might be a villain, right? Oh, it's my God. <laughs> is that Fucking your theory? Fucking Margaret. <laughs> All right, guys, <laughs> I have some dire news. Disregard everything we said. The tone of this movie is actually darker <laughs> than Groundhog Day. It's darker than Palm Springs. <laughs> it's even darker than Edge of Tomorrow. And that movie's about the world getting shit on by aliens in a time loop that could control time. Oh, shit. This movie is directed by Ian Samuels. And for those who don't know, or <laughs> didn't listen to episodes from earlier this month, Ian Samuels is also the director of Sierra Burgess is a Loser. No! Yep. In a, no. in a previous Valentine's video, Sierra Burgess is a Loser was the bad of our week. And it is because sierra burgess is actually a fucking sociopath and a terrible <laughs> person A 100% <laughs> and wow this is opening up the burgess, burgess versus cinematic things and wow <laughs> it's happening
0: you know i have a theory a little bit that oh. sierra burgess they're going to have a crossover all the, all these all these movies and uh, sierra burgess her ultimate goal after she has taken over the world with her you know identity theft that she might try to uh, somehow uh, withhold the power, uh, maybe from Margaret, to to
1: control the, the fourth oh dimension. Oh my god, she's it's setting so. her sights on the multiverse? Is I this what so. Doctor Strange's is... multiverse <laughs> of madness is going to be about? We think Scarlet Witch is going to end up the villain, but no, no it's Sierra it's, Burgess no. with the help of Margaret from <laughs> <laughs> Tiny Perfect Things. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, Sierra Burgess... The movie doesn't tell us that she is, but she is the villain of her own movie, <laughs> easily. <laughs> and, and she's kind of like, uh, well, who is the Batman villain, you said? Hush, was it? Oh, yes. yeah, Hush, yeah. She's like a catfish, steals people's identities. Bruce Wayne's face. Yep. <laughs> she steals yeah. people's faces. She's the Oni. <laughs> she is the Skinwalker. <laughs> she is a monster. And, but the movie doesn't really say that. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's nah, subtext. Nah. You know, <laughs> that's for the audience to figure right. out. <laughs> right. In, uh, and just like in that movie, in this, in this Ian Samuels movie, Margaret, while we think the movie is about you know, uh, interpersonal relations, uh, making the most of you know seeing those moments and, and overcoming grief and moving on, finding a reason to move on, it's actually uh, the <laughs> origin story of a fourth-dimensional villain named Margaret from the map <laughs> of Tiny, Perfect Things. <laughs> we see in this film this is a villain origin story. The villain origin story. Her power is it untamed. is, and it all fits in with her theory of of the fourth dimension of the holographic universe. We see Margaret that it's established kind of that the time loop at least aligns with Margaret's desire to reset the day so that she doesn't have to start a day without her mother. Uh, and poor Mark gets trapped in this time loop. Because we learned that the keys to escaping the time loop are, you know, walking through this dreamland where everyone's dreaming and finding those tiny perfect moments where, where you know, you sort of wake up and you, you realize things as her mother describes. And, and you, all those things sort of come together when they end. And they, they end, the dream world, the time loop ends with Margaret and Mark, you know, actualizing their, their feelings and having a smooch in the pool where they met. So it, in order for this moment to happen, for Margaret to escape the time loop that she created, Mark has to be in the time loop with her. Mark being in this time loop is a, Mark is the key is to all a byproduct this. of Margaret's own desires. <laughs> and wow. as we talked about, Selfish. Mark knows this town inside and out. And like you said, he is starting to lose it a little bit. So these, these years of, of torpor, of insanity-inducing monotony... Uh, are never addressed you know by margaret to mark as being her doing she she kind of <laughs> figures it out on her own but she doesn't really tell him she's puppeteering he, him around like he vision. is le- little more than a tool he is like the vision of this movie <laughs> and he only gets <laughs> out when she wants him to get out
0: god <laughs> that is so
1: so messed up it is <laughs> she and she never apologizes <laughs> or anything they just kind of dance around in the rain no no And (laughs) she doesn't even tell him that she's getting out in the other time loop movies we've seen when they kind of figure out what to do, or at least when they're about to, if, if they don't know it, they, they take that day to get everything right. Mm -hmm. You know, since they know they're getting out, that their, their actions do matter. Now there will be consequences. Yeah. (laughs) They take the day to do it. (laughs) And Margaret figures out how to escape the loop on her own by, you know, taking these awakening moments, these perfect things, and, and overlaying them on Mark's map of the town, uh, which appears as a 2D thing, but she turns it into a 3D space and is then yes. able to... Somehow with the correct lighting and the, the perfect uh, degree <laughs> yeah. of, uh, the of the positioning of the... Anyways. <laughs> I, I could see what they were trying to <laughs> yeah, do and make it fit in the story. It was like, cinematic. Make the, yeah. how the 2D is actually the 3D and the 3D is actually the 4D with the shadow and everything. No. Mm. Yeah, but whatever. She figures out how to escape the time loop. And the last moment is at the pool with Mark. She doesn't tell him about this. She just sees him there. And they have the moment, thus ending the curse of the time loop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might have, you know, if I had given two shits about Mark, maybe let him know a day in advance. Because for all we know, Mark spent the day being a source of terror for everyone. Maybe he decided to rob a bank. <laughs> Maybe he just decided yeah. he was sick of his sister calling him a loser, and he like threw her in a wood chipper or something. <laughs> you never know <laughs> oh what Mark did on that day. His family could have all been it dead. Did. It establishes he has nothing. Mark to, doesn't give a shit to, to fucking cope with. <laughs> you know, towards the end of There's nothing to resolve. <laughs> towards the end of <laughs> after his time loop, there's <laughs> nothing to resolve. Mark is that you know he's gonna wake up tomorrow. He's gonna go to fucking jail for the rest of his life. It, it establishes you know in that. Before the perspective transitions to Margaret, uh, sort of the, the crescendo of Mark's arc, where he you know, he learns to, to find a deeper connection with his family, he talks to his dad about his book that he's writing every day, he hugs his mom goodbye, he goes to his sister's game, she's able to score a goal when he's there, but we don't know if he kept that up, you know, every day. Right. Because Margaret, it's sort of implied that they didn't see each other for a long time. Yeah. They, they kind of pseudo break up. And then Mark completes his arc and then the perspective changes to Margaret. She figures out how to escape. But we don't know how long it took her to figure that out. <laughs> you know, Mark could have had some yeah. fun well, with maybe. it for a while yeah. and then was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to I'm just going to blow up a <laughs> shit factory today. <laughs> see where it takes me See what happens.
0: Yeah, well, or or maybe, you know, you could look at it positively where the fourth dimension brought them together in a in a good moment for them to move on. But it is, that is a good that is a good uh, point. It is. Yeah, you, you just never know how marks day went. <laughs> the fourth dimension
1: brought them. <laughs> and if to he's get... ready to
0: move on, <laughs> and it... so, but maybe the fourth dimension made it all work. You know, marks day. Maybe he didn't resolve things that he wanted to, but because the fourth dimension brought them to that moment, now he's able to move on and correct the resolution. Of his family, or something—I don't know, or something. But maybe
1: yeah. <laughs> I still think that Margaret's the villain, especially with uh, the description that they give for why they're in the time loop and sort of the, the establishing factors that that guide the the pseudo behind it is is has a lot to do with like the holographic universe theory that the, the... <laughs> you and your holographic Dude, it's universe, real. the three dimensional <laughs> space that we live in is, but uh, it's a hologram of the fourth dimension. <laughs> You know, from the fourth dimension's perspective, our entire existence is two-dimensional. It's flat. For us, it's 3D. For all we know, the 2D things that we see as flat are 3D from their perspective. (laughs) And they they describe that, and it's it's established in the ending where she takes Mark's 2D map, she makes it 3D, and then 4D, and they figure out how to get out. So it establishes that the fourth dimension exists. Uh, And you had brought up an interesting thing when we were messaging about consciousness. Yeah. and how they're able to remember things. Oh, right. Yeah. So if, say, you know, if, say, consciousness is just chemicals in the brain and their bodies reset every day, uh, there's a day where Mark breaks his arm, and then when he wakes up the next day, his arm's fine. So any physiological changes that you go through throughout the day get reset. So how is it they're able to remember? Because everyone else forgets.
0: Exactly. so The movie implies
1: they should physically be altered. Yes, if memories and consciousness is a physical thing. So
0: how is Bill Murray and how is Mark and Margaret able to comprehend what
1: is happening? Yeah. How do they remember? Or the guy from Naked. Or the guy from Naked (laughs) is unfortunately for what that's worth. For uh, what (laughs) for what Naked has to offer. How does that work? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So in this movie, it establishes a fourth dimension, and so it's only logical to assume. That consciousness is a fourth dimensional. Is a fourth dimensional. Yeah, property. it is a fourth yes. dimensional property.
0: Uh, it comes. We are being puppeted. Our three dimen, Our three D holographic
1: our simulation is being puppeted by four D consciousness. <laughs> our meat suit by four D consciousness that we have not yet fully <laughs> unlocked. Mark has not yet fully unlocked this. Mark is. He has been thrown into this. He is experiencing, sort of, you know a simulation of the fourth dimension in which he is on a higher level of consciousness yeah. than everyone else. Margaret is through some effort able to actively control it, implying that she is a, on a, hi- right. a higher being, a fourth dimensional being. She, she is a fourth she dimensional. She is a fourth dimensional being. what she is. And in her attempts to cope with grief, took a poor three dimensional man and strung him along <laughs> on a harrowing journey him along. in which he was on the wow. brink of insanity, never apologized for it. Never, you know, since she obviously has no regard for, for the, the going-ons of 3D life, she couldn't be fucked to learn about the town. And she couldn't be fucked to let Mark, you know, figure his day out in advance. <laughs> Anything. True. This implies... She's a villain. ...that Margaret, this is, the, this is the crest of the argument, that Margaret is another secret villain. That the film tells you isn't a villain, she's, but she's is actually a villain. But... Just like Ian Samuel's other counter movie. I that. Sierra Burgess. <laughs>
0: Right, right. Well, you know, I do, I do. Now that I'm thinking, though, I'm kind of countering that. Where I, I'm sure Margaret is in control. It is, it is implied. However, if Mark's consciousness is being reset in in a way that he's still retaining consciousness, he's also a part of that four dimensional thing too. So who knows? Maybe this. They're both celestials, but maybe Margaret, in in the four D sense. Uh, I don't know, maybe they had an argument in the fourth dimension and then she just like strung him back into the three-dimensional world. She just reset world. his she's fucking like a, brain, Isaac? This I is I even guess. more yeah, maybe. <laughs> It It is, yeah. And I, I think, you know, she's a little bit more of a powerful cosmic entity than than Mark is. He is a, a cosmic entity, but just, you know, he's lacking some of the power. So I think <laughs> something <laughs> happened, a little argument <laughs> in the fourth dimensional, and then it just got strung it's him just, okay. <laughs> just strung him right back this <laughs> is so just getting on his know. ass
1: about cleaning out the gutters and stuff he's like no bitch i'm watching tv and she's like, you know what fuck yep. it i'm re-evolving you you don't appreciate me <laughs> don't anymore. appreciate anymore i'm gonna make you appreciate Enjoy my... the third dimension <laughs> tiny perfect thing tiny perfect fuck. things you're gonna watch this kid blow bubbles until you learn to a... <laughs> <laughs> fucking take out the fucking trash mark <laughs> god damn it you mark know... <laughs> man those fourth dimensional Dude, they beings they're petty are, uh... Petty, petty fuckers.
0: They're petty and savage. Yeah, yeah. But also uh, another theory too. I'm going with Endgame oh, okay. time travel the theory. Endgame time travel. Putting all that aside, all the celestial things. You know, I I think there is a weird shift in perspectives. Where Mark seems to be the main character, but then it shifts to Margaret as kind of the main character at mm-hmm. the end. So I have a feeling they're branched into two different timelines. Oh. Um, their their anomalies are brought together. Because you know they are struggling with the four-dimensional settings, but I I have a, uh, a theory that uh, Margaret and Mark at the end—that's kind of a completely different alternate timeline. Mark, it's a different Mark where she's able to, she's able to reconcile her own timeline and her own problems, uh-huh. and she's able to go and continue her branch of reality. Whereas Mark, he was able to continue his perspective and his path while when he um. Kind of got to know his family a bit more. Got to know all that. And I think that Mark, uh, the, the, the true Mark in that sense, uh, went off on his own
1: branch. Okay, and so it's... That's kind of my theory, but I don't It's know. kind of like... <laughs> Just because there's a weird shit You know, the more I think about this, the more it starts to line up now. So Mark learned his lesson. He goes off. Uh, all of the other tiny yeah. perfect things in the, in the world that they have to find and map out are conditioned on the people doing the same things every day these tiny perfect things happen every day and the people that do them are people who they describe as you know the the sleepwalking people people who are dreaming yeah and so if in your theory mark he's reconciled with his family he's learned his lesson he is able to continue time he has escaped it uh it's kind of like in palm springs where you know when andy samberg escapes the loop and jk simmons goes to talk Mm -hmm. to him he's like hey i got your email from your girlfriend Did it work? And when he turns around, he's like a, he's a sleepwalking Andy Samberg. He's one of the, it's like a version of him that never went into the the cave. Gotcha. So it implies that that when someone leaves the loop, a woke person, they are replaced with, you know, a sleepwalking person. So what if that Mark, this Mark was just sleepwalking Mark? Because when she figures this out, Mark, we never see, he doesn't go and hang out at the pool at 7 p.m. every day. He does whatever the fuck he wants, right. but maybe this the the replaced version of Mark, the sleepwalking one, does go and hang out at the pool every day. Exactly. And so when she goes he's to just, see him, just you know, monotonously splashing his doing, feet in the just doing, just going about, you know, same he's, thing he's, he's every sleepwalking. day. Sleepwalking through his day. Maybe that's the Mark that she wanted. Maybe she wanted to trap them both in a time loop. <laughs> Force Mark to go into a separate reality (laughs) so that she can get sleepwalking (laughs) Mark, the perfect husband. That is so true. A Mark with a third dimensional perception of reality, a simpleton, a little more (laughs) than a cute fucking monkey boy. Of whom she has complete yeah. and total control over, with her superior fourth <laughs> dimensional she is a fourth being, dimensional <laughs> yes, with their intellect. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, this is even more nefarious oh my than the god. Than this, the regular this movie. Is, this is insane! This is fucking wild. <laughs> the fabric oh of reality. Oh my god, is her and Sierra Burgess when crazy. they come together is going to be a true powerhouse it's, of evil. Wow, I am so ready. Yeah. For the Burgess, verse, the of Burgess madness. verse of madness. Let's bring it on. <laughs> it's gonna be Doctor Strange and the version of Mark who went to his sister's soccer game <laughs> versus <laughs> Sierra yep. Burgess and Margaret from a map of Tiny Perfect Thing. My God. Who knows? Maybe Sierra Burgess is the sleepwalking Mark and just like <laughs> discards the mask and then she like takes over the fourth dimension power yeah, from she Margaret or something. Bamboozles Margaret know. into showing her the secrets of the fourth <laughs> dimension. Then reveals it. Yep. Margaret ends as a as a tragic <laughs> anti hero, and C.R. Burgess is truly the uh, Thanos of reality. Well, Isaac, wow. this has been eye opening. You've, you've well, certainly scared the been, shit out of me. Absolutely. This has been yep. uh, like a 20 minute review <laughs> and a 30 minute <laughs> a conspiracy a theory, 30 minute theory about a map. String of theory, four dimensional theory, <laughs>
0: cosmic radiation, and and celestial entities. Wow.
1: What a time, yeah, everyone! Think, I'm, I'm so glad, I'm glad you, you could... went on this journey of the fabric <laughs> of the universe here. and
0: reality. Thank you for I joining us. I think on, on our, on our
1: first recording of this episode, uh, we maybe just did a 20 minute review of the map of tiny perfect things. But here yeah. we are for the doing this for the 10,000th time in a row, uh, and we're yeah, we're really starting really to unravel, unravel losing All the it. details are coming. <laughs> we yeah, it's the light bulbs are going off. Unraveling our ourselves. Or maybe the insanity
0: is we kicking in. Woke. I don't know. But yes, we are so woke people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's I all think there that's, is that's to a, uh, uncover about this about movie. I, th- I think we. <laughs> I, I think so. we probably yeah. covered everything like 20 minutes ago. But I, I fully support <laughs> the theory that we have created today, and I think that the Burgess verse is happening. I think it's a better it's idea happening. than um, the producers too, about. Oh, scientology 100%. well maybe that can be a factor
0: in. we'll we'll move we'll we'll it
1: all it, in to um, the somehow. cinematic universe yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well if you want to if you want to theory craft with us some more hit us up on social media we got a new facebook yeah. group just comment on any one of our posts i don't care if it's a post do. about me losing my job if you want to start talking about the burgess verse Fuck it. We'll <laughs> do it do. in the comments. Let us
0: know. What what, what details are yeah, we Yeah, What missing details did you pick up that in is this the new Amazon movie
1: that we missed? Yeah. And go watch our listen to our review of Sierra Burgess is a loser. Came out a little earlier this week. Boys get catfished. Yeah. To get the context behind this discussion. <laughs> exactly.
0: And then uh yeah, join us uh Thursday. Uh we have a special guest, uh one of our good friends, Landon. Who's a very philosophical dude? He is. Really likes talking mythology about mythology major. And, you're gonna break down not, the mythology major, yes the the collective unconscious, all that, all that yeah, jazz. So, and uh, our finale of the <laughs> he's gonna watch uh, Palm Springs uh, with us,
1: and um, we'll see what he has to yes. say. I'm sure it'll be very uh, informative and very eye opening. Watch um, Palm Springs. Very woke. Check back Thursday. We're gonna yeah. break down all the you know philosophies of nihilism, stoicism, and. And the, sort of the the old stories yeah. that in, that inspire these kinds of movies, Sisyphus, Prometheus, the like. Absolutely, yep. Syphilis, all that. Did you say syphilis? I just said syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Sisyphus. See you guys, see you guys on Thursday wow. when we talk about syphilis. All right, <laughs> insanity's kicking in. Bye. Howdy, y'all. This is Terran, a.k.a. The Bad. Thank you for tuning in to our new program. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't get dysentery. Now, everybody pretend that I rode off into the sunset. Bye now.